Welcome to the Wealth Edit Podcast, a place where talking about finances is only play. We talk to women and hear the stories behind how they have built their beautiful lives, whether that be inside or outside the home. I'm Emily Glaster, and on this show, we're interviewing travel blogger Barbara Skidmore. On this episode, Barbara talks about the path she took to become a travel blogger and how her family arranges their finances in order to be able to travel as much as they would like. Welcome back, everybody. We're so excited about our next interview with Barb Skidmore. Barb is a travel writer, which we cannot wait to hear more about. And then also you do social media marketing as well as outside center consulting. Mm -hmm. And so we most of the time just start off these interviews and ask you to just tell us a little bit about yourself and like how, you know, where you came from and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So I actually am a speech language pathologist originally trade. So I've worked master's program and had two children, did speech therapy for about 12 years. <laughs> and then I kind of launched my uh, account for, I didn't really launch it. I just started taking pictures of um, food and some other places in throughout Charleston. And that started to grow and grow and grow. And then I started to learn the statistics behind growth and how to grow and what to do. And um, so I started doing that, which kind of kicked me over into that uh, influencer world, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so then I um, flipped into a couple of people started asking me to, hey, will you, you know, take over the, my account? Will you do this? Will you do that? Um, so I started to just basically start my own company in order to also manage influencers that are coming in, but also help them with their social media. So I do like small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and a couple large ones. Um, and I have a team of... Uh, four to five people. I just hired somebody. And um, as a writer or uh, on that side of things, I got into that because my husband and I travel all the time. Constantly, we're taking our kids, taking our, you know, taking ourselves without the kids. And uh, we go to pretty unique places. And so that's when I started tapping into some of those areas for writing. Um, that's when people said, oh, you're going to, you know, Patagonia, that's different and, you know, unique or you're going to Ecuador, you know, that's also different and unique. It's not just the typical Italy. Not that I don't love Italy. I love Italy, but um, <laughs> so we just, we're going to very interesting places, uh, Estonia, Lithuania, you know, just visiting places that most people don't have. And so a lot of times that's an easier outlet when people want to know more about it because they've just nobody's been. So um, doing that. And then we, I also write for, you know, um, eater and do some stuff, um, through Savannah and Charleston. And so, and then Condé Nast through Savannah and Charleston. So <laughs> tell us how you, how did you, how do y'all pick your places where you travel? Cause I imagine even before all this happened, y'all were still traveling and choosing fun and interesting places to go. Uh, yeah. So my husband has traveled to about 90 countries for work and I'm about like 40. So he's ahead of the game. So we go back and forth. Um, so he chooses and then I choose. So for example, he's been to Italy three times, but I hadn't been. So that was one of my choices. So he had to go back, <laughs> So, but then he'll choose. He usually chooses the very random places. Like his choice was, um, the Latvia, Lithuania and, um, you know, doing Estonia, which a lot of people don't do, but also equally beautiful. I'm glad we did it, but he usually picks the, the obscure places that he's never been to. And I usually fall back to the 
I haven't been here yet kind of places. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, how do you share about your experiences in each place? Do you, are you, do you primarily use Instagram or are you writing for magazines? What's your, how have you found it to be the easiest to share? Um, I, I share through Instagram. Um, you know, a lot of people want product placement in certain areas. So, you know, again, it's, if you're in a, if you're on a, a glacier in Patagonia, you're going to have pretty placement of, you know, products. Um, and then, um, and then I also write about them as well. And it's more of like, a, um, sorry, I'm turning off this volume. Um, it's more of a, um, nobody's been there. So what would you do? What's your two day itinerary? What's your four day itinerary? Or, you know, would you go here? Would you go here? I get a lot of questions about why did you pick this? Um, why would we go? If we have kids, would we go? Should we not go with kids? Those kind of things. We bring our kids to some places and then we, we went to Iceland first without the kids and then we figured out what we could do with them. And then we brought them back for their Christmas present. <laughs> well, that's great. That's All right. So Barb, we um, just had Juju Taylor on right before you and um, we enjoyed getting to hear her story. But one of the similarities that the two of y'all have is that y'all both are, seem to be really great at like diversifying what you do. So not only are you on Instagram and you're also writing about your travel. And then also now you've taken the skills that you've proven to be really great at and been able to consult and help, you know, with the digital marketing side of things. Where, where did, which was, so you went from speech therapy into writing and now you're growing this business. And so how, mm -hmm. have, how do you um, sort of, prioritize having all of these different, you know, irons in the fire, like what, where is most of your day spent? Uh, most of my day is spent in front of my phone <laughs> um, or, you know, walking around and still in front of my phone. Um, but, uh, you know, most of my day is either in front of a computer or in front of my phone, um, unless I'm traveling, which I still have all the things with me. Um, but I spend the majority of my time on my clients, which is the social media, the influencer management. Um, I dedicate some hours to writing just because I love writing. And in the end, I think that um, when I, you know, retire, I want to be on a beach writing from wherever I am. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I don't do speech therapy anymore. And Instagram is kind of, for my personal Instagram is um, my creative outlet. My I can post this because I want to. I don't post it because... I have to, or somebody's telling me to, it's more of a, so blushing alpacas in particular is my, um, this is what I'm doing. This is how, what I like, and this is, you know, great food. You know, I'm not a reviewer. I'm a picture taker. I take lots of photos and um, I'll tell people definitely where to go. Um, but I don't say, oh, you should, should just shouldn't go there. I mostly say, this is what should go there kind of thing. Yeah, right. All right. Well, I have to ask, where did the name Blushing Alpacas come from? That was going to be my question. That's Sorry. a good one. It's a good one. It's a unique <laughs> um, it actually came from hike. Yeah, it actually came from um, hiking Machu Picchu. So my husband and I did the hike, um, the four day hike up to the, you know, um, up to a dead woman's pass and around. And we finally get to Machu Picchu. And um, since we hiked, we came in and we were still in our hiking gear and probably didn't smell very well. Then you see all these buses coming up that were, you know, perfectly pictured people. And I'm like, oh, our pictures aren't going to be as nice. And then you see like alpacas like right there. And I, so the alpaca was more like, how did you get up here? Like, why do you live here? <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. And then it, it, it 
and it's more of like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And that, that blushing alpaca blushing was just like the feminine component of it. So oh, yeah. I don't have any alpacas. I love them. They're so cute, but I don't, I don't have any. <laughs> Sure. I don't think Mount Pleasant will allow me. Yeah, yeah, not many, not many alpacas in South Carolina. What? No, uh, there's a farm. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when we started the Wealth Edit a year ago, we did all sorts of surveys with women. Like, what do you want to hear about? What do you need to know more about? What is the passion of yours? And by far and away, it was travel. That was, we launched on International Women's Day on March 8th and then went into quarantine four days later. So now we're just now right. beginning, you know, as a society to talk about travel again. And so, you know, right. what would you say? I have a few questions specifically about travel. So I guess the first one would be what, how do you think about travel just as a family outside of all of these other things, you know, that you do that are related to your job? If, if, you met somebody for the first time, what would you tell them if travel was something that they wanted to invest in as a family or as a individual? Well, I, I love travel. I think it's one of our identities. It's one of the reasons that um, Corey, my husband and I get along so well. I think it introduces my children to the world. Um, when we were in Ecuador, we were at an open air market and they had shoes and then they had the chickens that they were cutting the necks off of. And they were, and they, and my daughter said, what, what, what is this? And I'm like, this is like their, their target, their Walmart. This is where they get all of their things. All of their food come from, comes from here. All of their clothes comes from here. And she just was like, what? <laughs> but learning that, you know, America is fantastic and great. And I love this country. But learning what other people are also doing is humbling. And it's also just eye awakening. And it also gives her, you know, her and my son, like that cultural component to it. Um, my husband and I, when we travel together, because we do we just do my husband and I and my kids, um, we usually do a little more challenging things, a little more like the hiking at Machu Picchu. Um, and then again, it's the cultural being able to meet people, see the world, um, learn about the world, understand the world. I think it's huge, huge component to life and I think it's, that's what we give for presents. We don't give anniversary presents. We go on an anniversary trip. We don't give Christmas presents. I mean, my kids get some Christmas presents. I'm not going to be the evil mom that doesn't give them anything, but they, um, they get a trip so that they do the scavenger hunt in the morning and they have to figure out where we're going for either that day or like, you know, in the summer of this year. But, um, you know, it's a huge component of it. I just got my vaccine. Part of that was because I wanted to travel. <laughs> so I was ready to, that I'm ready to roll. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's that. a lot of tricks to traveling. Oh Sorry. yeah. So sure <laughs> we want to know. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of, my husband speaks nine languages. So I'm a little happy, you know, I'm a little further ahead of the curve than most people. So when we go to a place, usually he can speak it or he'll learn it by the time we get there, which is one of the reasons I married him. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, it didn't hurt. Um, but uh, we like to do, <laughs> we do a lot of the, I need a lot of thing of the trips. I have cards give the points. So we're going to Belize in a book through points. It's all book through um, some of it. I have somebody sponsoring me for Instagram. Um, and then I have, um, you know, and I'm, collecting those points but I also found the tickets uh via Scott's cheap air flights in order to locate those kind of quick 
tickets that I still book through the airline and I still use my points to do so, but I get alerted when there's airfares out of certain airports. And so that's great because I have five different airports I alert out of. And so it'll send me like, it just sent me a Greece. Um, <laughs> I get tempted every day, but it sent me a Greece airfare for $400 direct out of Charlotte. And I was like, oh, can we do this? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know that's automatically what I think but you have to be quick on the uptake we they have or you can lose you can lose the times and um that very you know some people don't have that availability to be able to book whatever but um thankfully I work from my phone so um, my husband has lots of years in work so we have lots of flexibility so we're able to take it right then I got t I got tickets for 120 dollars to Santiago for four people so like that's how amazing. And that's all on that Scott. <laughs> is, that, is that right? It's on Scott's cheap flights. It's on um, Google, you know, um, Google flights. And you just have to be able to be flexible and then manipulate the dates and the times and where you're willing to go. And things will just start picking up, you know, if you don't, you know, have, have restrictions. Like people say, I want to go to Italy. So if you're only going to go to Italy, you're only going to fly out of this airport, you're going to pay a lot more than if I say, I'll go to Charlotte because there's not, you know, it's not that far. Yeah. It's a direct flight. They have a lounge. <laughs> it's fine. So. One question I have like from personal, cause I get the Scott's emails, but do you pay for the, like the monthly fee or do you, is it just like the free version? I feel like now I pay the, it's for $49 a year and I pay for it and it's paid for itself times, times 10. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I just I was just looking at it not too long ago and trying to like figure out how to navigate it. And that was like, I, don't, I didn't have anybody to ask, like, which one do I use? So I get some alerts, but not the full ones yet. It's, it's overwhelming to me. It's not overwhelming, but I get a lot of times my friends will say, oh my God, I want to, I want to do this, but I, I just, what if I book this flight and this one, you know, cancels or what if I do this and then this cancels and like, you, you have to take the chance if you really need the insurance and take the insurance but um most of the time it's going to get refunded if you can't go on it especially right now anyway so so have you so we okay, still so flew we we were supposed to go to go ahead oh no go ahead sorry there's a little lag yeah we've flown we've flown domestic already during covid so we took our kids to south dakota and we went to miami beach um so we're excited for our Belize trip. <laughs> Belize is awesome. I've, I've been one time and it's so great. And, um, but okay. So tell us about, so your whole, you know, like a lot of what you do, a lot of your income is tied to travel and then COVID hits. So how does that, how does that work? Not right. specifically with your income, but like, how did you kind of pivot when all of a sudden we weren't allowed to travel anymore? Well, actually, most of my income doesn't come from traveling. I, yeah. I use that as my extra. Most of my income comes from my clients and my business. So yeah. that's where most of it filters from. But the spots, like I usually get my trips paid for. So yeah. that component is still there. But, um, you know, the actual income doesn't come from that. It comes from, you know, running other people's accounts and helping them with social media and influencers and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. which is so good to hear. So it didn't really affect me that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's really great to hear because, you know, a lot of times what you see online is not actually what's happening. So like you, it sounds like you get to do 
blushing alpacas and it gets to be kind of this creative outlet for you because you have these other streams of income that are super stable. Correct. Yeah. And because, you know, certain people can spend their money on, you know, certain, I always say it's, it's decisions that we all make. So, um, you know, we don't have any student loan debt. We don't have any credit card debt. We don't have any, I mean, we, we buckled down for the first 10 years of our marriage and now it's allowed us to, you know, I don't have any car debt. I don't, <laughs> so I, I spend my money where I want to spend my money. And for me, it's traveling. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, so switching gears a little bit, we do want to know about your business and I, I know it's growing rapidly and I'm, I'm, I know that also comes with its own set of new things to conquer and tackle and learn about. And I know you've recently added um, a new employee. So how has that process been? That's been trickier. <laughs> uh, you go from uh, getting a paycheck just handed to you, working your hours, getting a paycheck handed to you, to now you're running a business and now you're responsible for other people in your business as well as the companies that you represent. Um, so that has was a fairly large learning curve and it came uh, very quickly for me. And so, you know, which is great because it was all word of mouth, but, um, you know, they said, oh, we like what you're doing. Who's your person? It's her. So then I'd bring, you know, so then I'd start working and initially it was just me. I was running all the accounts and then I started getting bigger and bigger and I, well, I possibly couldn't do that. Should I turn them away? Should I still be a one man person? But I felt like I could start growing it. And so it's that, um, how to grow the business that I, you know, I'm still, I still struggling with it. I, we had a conversation with my husband yesterday. I'm like, so do I hire another person? Do I, do I just try to do the work until I get to the point where I should hire another person, which then, you know, he says, no, obviously stressed out enough, <laughs> you're doing other things, <laughs> but you know, those are the kind of things I think about when you look at the numbers and who's making what and how are they doing? And I'm all virtual. So the people I hire have to be self-motivated um, and that's hard to do if somebody's not watching you all the time. And so um, found some really good people. And then one of my really good people um, just left, um, just wanted to focus more on children. And so unfortunately, you know, I said, I can work with you. I can do whatever you want. But she was like, no, I don't want to be on my phone all the time. I just had a baby and I, you know, I understand. So um, I was there, I'm not there anymore. So, um, so that's been a difficult, more difficult <laughs> than the yeah. traveling. That's just for fun. <laughs> yeah, building a team is hard. I mean, it really is. It's like the it's what we talk about a lot on here, and it's what a lot of people as they're building their businesses struggle with is really just putting the right people in the right seat. So, well, we so appreciate you being on here. We really do, and I know the time has gone by so quickly. And I just wanted to know one thing: we ask everybody before um, they go is why you said yes to the wealth edit because we're so grateful that you did. Well, I think it's important. I think it's really important for people to take that step to if they have an, you know, an idea or a thing. Um, I recognize, I kept saying to myself, and even after I started my business, oh, I'm a speech therapist until my husband looked at me and he said, no, you run your own company. You're not a speech therapist anymore. <laughs> Remember when you took that step and you decided to move forward? And I think a lot of people are afraid to take that first step or uh, maybe they don't have the finances yet to take the first step. And lucky for me, I was on his insurance. So I was a lot, you know, I had gotten to that point where I was able to, but I think a lot of people just kind of look at it from the side saying, well, I can't possibly do that, but mm -hmm. you can. I think that that's why it's important 
you know, that's kind of why I said yes. So it is, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> it may be hard, but, but you may cry, but you can still do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's just important to have other women that are encouraging you to like, you know, to hear what you're saying and say, you can do it and you can change your career and you can like re-identify. I think that's, that's a hard thing. Mm -hmm. And it is one of those, but you do it is. But like at the wealth that it, that's part of our mission is to help women like see their potential and like to have the courage to step out and do it. So thank you so much right. for being here today. Well, we thank really you. appreciate it. And um, we and thank you. look forward to hopefully speaking again soon. Yeah, sounds great. Thank, thank you. All right, bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed our podcast today. If you want to learn more about our website, please check us out at www.wealthedit.com. The Wealth Edit is an online membership-based community for women looking to confidently discuss and expand their knowledge of personal finance. Our community provides a space for women of all ages to gather, learn, and plan their financial journey through virtual courses, weekly guest speakers, and educational content.